I would say if you want to start a writing career, start writing every single day. I've spent the last 10 years honing my skills as a designer and building on my experience to grow my career. Looking back on my journey, it got me thinking, what does it take to be a creative professional? How do you build an effective creative business or grow a successful career? I'm on an infinite quest to learn and apply something new every day. So join me as we dive into the stories and strategies of the most talented creators working today. My name is Anthony Spano, and this is Stay Creating. So, all right, um, let's get into it. Yeah, so podcast. Yeah, podcast. All right, listen to this. The sound on this is amazing. It's fantastic. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so we came from, uh, what, recording on our phones? We did. To maybe single mic, uh, passing it back and forth. Yeah, to, um, what was that, like, online platform yes. thing we dialed into but there was yes. like an echo yeah, and yeah. That, yeah it was crazy couldn't get it to work yeah. and good I content think though that was all yeah. about ice cream ice cream yeah. bon me yeah which we never we never made it there maybe oh maybe we can in the next maybe, we have like yeah. three days yeah maybe Friday alright yeah um, so I'm sitting here with Michelle Pruitt yes and uh, do you want to give everybody a little background on, on what you do yeah sure so um, so I work with Anthony here um, at Critty, I'm a copywriter, and um, that's my pro job. And then I'm also a writer. Writer, I like <laughs> to think sometimes. Um, and uh, yeah, my background is um, I came through theater and film, and then um, um, I work on my own stuff. So I have some podcast, some uh, pilot television work, and uh, yeah, children's book actually. Yeah. Children's book, check it out. <laughs> uh, it will go into translation. Um, I hope. <laughs> So we'll see. So we're a little bittersweet here because um, Michelle is actually moving on to Barcelona for at least six months. Yeah. And um, we're super excited for her. Yes, but we'll miss her you. in the New York, in oh. the New York office, in the New York State. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I will miss um, all of you guys, all the people we work with yeah. on the twelfth floor. For yeah, sure. yeah, for sure. Um, but it doesn't end there. Your journey is just beginning. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and we'll definitely check in at some point. Yeah. No, I, I would love that. And I, I hope that you come visit. Um, yeah, I would love to. Comes to visit. Um, so I want to get started with how this whole idea kind of got started. And I remember a conversation kind of stopping at your desk and uh, our colleague Betty at the time and having a conversation about, I guess, sort of how, how to get started um, with any given project. So... Um, as a as a designer, I guess I, I wonder how you guys as writers, um, you know, put together an idea for, say, a blog post or, um, you know, an, an ebook or a guide or something. And I'm interested in the process there and, and how you even sort of create something from nothing. And so I remember asking Betty, you know, do you, how, how do you come up with content for a uh, a topic that you have really no knowledge on or coming in fresh to an industry that you don't know anything about. Um, and so I would like to ask you that and like, how, how do you yeah. get started there? Yeah. So, um, so that's an interesting one because even like when I started here at Critio, I didn't know anything about ad tech or, um, anything about the industry. So, but I think being a professional writer, a uh, copywriter, um, or any kind of writer, it's a lot to do with, um, research and curiosity and, in fact, any 
in my view, a um, person who calls himself a professional writer should be able to go do the research or find a subject matter expert to help you right. craft the story or figure out the angle. Um, when it comes to the stuff that we work on specifically, I think it's really driven by like the needs of the different teams. Um, we do a lot of kind of market research. So my team is constantly kind of perusing the internet, top stories on all these like um, tech uh, media outlets, um, even, you know, like the New York Times and... Um, really trying to keep our finger on the pulse of what's happening right. in the world at large and then how that relates to tech and even further how that may or may not influence shopper behavior, which is really what we're about here at Critio. So, um, so yeah, I think it starts at a high level from, um, from what's happening out in the world and then we try to dial it into um, some angle and ultimately because we do work in marketing, it kind of always dovetails back into how Critio helps. Sure. Yeah. And so I think uh, also, you know, as writers, you guys have your own unique take on certain things um, from an experience standpoint, but also from a writing standpoint. Do you find yourself putting your own spin on things or own personality into your writing or how does that come out for you? Yeah. Um, so uh, I would say it does and it doesn't. Um, and I think maybe sometimes the designers and, and you guys feel this, but in there are certain periods of the year um, or even of the week when it's there's just so much work that we're like a machine. Yeah. And when you get to that point, you're just trying to get it done. Yeah, you, know? you mean this point right now. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. like today. <laughs> yeah. um, and then there are other times and other topics that I take more care with because they're more interesting to me. Yeah. And, uh, and certainly I will ensure that my, I don't know about my voice, but um, I'll just put more, frankly, more effort into it and make mm-hmm. it, something I'm really proud of. Um, and the tricky thing I, I think, and it's the same, you know, probably with, um, with the stuff that you guys work on is that yes, I'm, I'm a copywriter with my own personality, my own voice, but when I work for a brand, a company, any, any brand, then I kind of need to adopt and, sure. and channel everything through that. I would like to think I still, um, preserve some personality. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, So that's an interesting point. And do you see, like, if you look at other, and maybe not writers on your team, but, you know, the writing that's done within the company, within the company, do you pick up on things that you're like, well, this isn't really Critio branded or the way we write? Um, Yeah, yeah. And I think, um, for example, when we work with external agencies um, or people within the company who are contributing, um, they're you know, doing their best to, to write the story. And then it's my job and it, it really, it, it is my job to do the editing and then to f- kind of tweak it and finesse mm-hmm. so that it is in the brand voice. Um, but certainly, yeah, we see that all the time. It, and, but to be fair, I would say that's the expectation is mostly we want people to feel like they can contribute sure. and then it's on us to kind of make it fit. I'm interested too, in the feedback that you get from your direct, uh, boss, so how does that usually work? Um, is there a lot of editing on their end? Um, or do you are you in a position now where you have sort of carte blanche to do your own thing? Um, yeah, I think it it is far less now than it was um, a couple of years ago. Sure. Uh, probably just the nature of the work and, and experience and knowing right. how to write invoice. Um, I think most of the feedback I get these days is actually about the content and less mm-hmm. about the writing, let's say from a technical perspective. Sure. Um, but things like let's draw out 
these three points or find a quote for this or get a third party statistic to back up this part of the argument and, okay. and that kind of thing. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually you bring up your experience, um, in the past, I guess, uh, you know, as, as a rookie coming up, you're just experiencing this career, right? You know, mm-hmm. you're building a career. What was one of the first jobs that you had that you were like, yeah, this is, uh, this is for me. Yeah. Uh, you mean with writing? Yeah. Okay. So I actually, I started a blog many okay. years ago and for me, that was really a labor of love and it was about food and travel and, and I, you know, ran it. I wasn't looking to monetize it or anything. That was super fun. Yeah. And really from that, that's how I got my first like real pro job, do, being a copywriter and working on a content team and a marketing wow. team. from a blog. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And, um, well, I, I would say this, I, I interviewed for this role and I do think that among the candidates, all things being equal, it was like the blog was the thing that pushed me over the edge. Sure. Maybe not even purely for the writing, but because in tech anyway, it kind of just shows, um, a kind of self-starter attitude. So Absolutely. I bothered to put this website together and, and everything that went along with it. That being said, I think, um, that also showed a kind of, um, willingness to work on content that, uh, it wasn't necessarily a total expert in, but I had some opinions on mm-hmm. and, um, and it was kind of fun and entertaining. And, um, so yeah, so doing that and then being able to leverage that into a professional position was super exciting for me. I was really proud to be able to do that. And, and from that point I was like, wow, that means I'm an actual writer. Like that's what I get paid to do. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that's super inspiring too. I mean, you see a lot of people put up blogs and you know, they have been for the past, what, 10, 15 years, Mm -hmm. um, self-starting. You see a lot of people starting and stopping, um, and actually, this brings me to my other point where uh, one of the original conversations we had about this was was um, putting yourself in a box as opposed to having no walls whatsoever and working on a side project or any project for that matter. And yeah. uh, I know that from, from my personal experience, anytime I wanted to start, I, I have creative juices flowing and I want to mm-hmm. start something. And um, it could be anything. And so that almost stops me uh, a lot of times because I don't put up any sort of rules. Mm-hmm. And we had spoken about that, you know, putting up uh, uh, some walls and some guidelines mm-hmm. onto what this project should be um, actually helps you a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. And I think even professionally too, you know, oh, yeah. um, creating something, uh, putting some constraints on a, a given project mm-hmm. uh, can help. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, that's what we, what I experience on a weekly, daily basis too, in terms of like time management with this role that I'm in now, which is a lot of producing actual content, a lot of writing and and editing and so forth. And when I know there's X, Y, and Z parameters, or it needs to fit this word count, or it's going into this format or something, it's a lot easier to execute and kind of get it done. Whereas like my personal projects, where I just could, it could be anything. anything. It could be. You want it to be so perfect. Exactly. And you spend so much time like hemming and hawing over every detail. But at work, when it's your work, you have a deadline, you have a deadline. So, um, so yeah, certainly I think giving things edges helps kind of get it done. Yeah, absolutely. And and we're, we're experiencing that as well, even just with this podcast and (laughs) and just starting, you know, we've spoken about that where it's like, all right, well, um, you know, if we have time later or, uh, you know, it, yeah. we'll try to do it then. Um, 
but yeah, just getting without perfecting, getting mm-hmm. it out and just doing it. Yeah, I think um, is the is the way to go. And I and I think that shows with with your example with the blog. I mean, you were writing a blog, you felt super passionate about it, you kept doing it. Yeah, you wound up getting a job from it. It's, yeah, it's awesome. well, you know what's funny about that blog is that uh, I was like totally unemployed at that time, and I really had a lot of time. And I thought, wow, I really if I keep filling my days with like nothing meaningful, I'm going to really be depressed. (laughs) And, um, and so I just remember at one point I was like so crazy about getting this blog up. I had like a whole white wall (laughs) in my apartment covered with like images and headlines and like topic trees. It was like madness. And then I decided it was going to be WordPress. So I like figured out WordPress and I like put this template up and all these things. And, um, and then slowly, but surely it was like, and it, it took a while. I mean, you know, I joke about it now. I look at it now. It's like quite simple. But for me at the time, it was super challenging. I hadn't done this before. So, yeah. and every day I would spend like all day, eight, 10, 12 hours for like days and days. Wow. And like, you know, and, um, and I mean, it ended up being something that served me a lot more later, you know, in my professional career. But, um, but at the time, yeah, I kind of benefited from having a lot of time, but yeah. also having this feeling that if I didn't fill it with something yeah, that would help me move forward, even if it was just for me. Um, that I would be really disappointed in myself. Well, that's a good point, too. I mean, you didn't just put up a blog. I mean, you learned every step of the way, right? You're putting, right. Eight, you're saying, eight, eight to ten hours a day yeah, I mean, into this thing. It was it was, um, it was, was almost like an obsession just because I was like, oh, now I have to get it done. I mean, I, that's kind of my personality, too. Sure. Like when I'm going to do something, it's like a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just knew... It sounds silly, but I had in my mind I wanted to get like 12 blog posts up within a certain period because then all these categories, you know, and when you got to it, it would seem super full, even if it was just yeah, an illusion. Absolutely. And um, and sure enough, I think it did, for better or worse, create this illusion of like, oh wow, she really. And you're creating content. Doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and it's funny. I think in the along the way, you do pick up those other skills you don't quite expect, which is like, um. The ability to kind of, yeah, like you said, figure things out. Yeah, and, you're, you you yeah. became a problem yeah. solver for your own project. It's amazing, right? Right. Um, and you were brainstorming and and you know organizing like time management. You had a whole bunch of things. Yeah, going on at yeah, the same and it time. was it was cool. It was a lot of fun and like to be frank, it was my own personal like travels and f- sure. experiences. So it was easy to write like yeah. from self. It wasn't a lot of like external research. Yeah, and you stuff were very like that. close to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a super great experience. And so, yeah, even now I sometimes meet with um, other people, other writers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I say, even years later, I think that blog really was a turning point for me mentally, you know, to be sure. able to convince myself that like I could really do this. Would you so. pick up the blog again? You know, I might, but now I look at it like, and I think... God, I was so self-serving. And so, you know, because it's all about me. I mean, you know, when you think about it too, like blogs are kind of all about you. Absolutely. Um, But at the same time, I think maybe I would take a different angle, a different approach. For example, like moving to Europe, right? It's going to be a whole, for me, a whole new chapter adventure. And there are going to be some great days and I'm sure some really bad days. And, um, And, you know, everything from like learning how to convert quickly from like Fahrenheit to Celsius or like kilos to gram, you know, like, um, to pounds. Fundamental learning. Just all of that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, just, it's total different culture, lifestyle and, and all that stuff. And that adjustment and that journey I think could be, could be interesting. I mean, I personally, I'm looking forward to it. I'm also kind of anxious about it. There's a lot to (laughs) be worried about. It's a big Um, life change. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so I think that angle for a blog, let's say that kind of storytelling is cool. Definitely. We have a good friend of ours, Betty, who has her own blog, and um, she would be great to have on here, by the way. Uh, um, yeah, she'll be on here. <laughs> and hers is pretty cool because uh, she, yeah, she kind of explores um, other topics, I think, that are super interesting about being kind of a 30-something and sure. what that's about and young professional and um, does she, do you know, well, we could, we could talk about Betty another time, yeah. but do you, yeah. do you know if she has plans to write, uh, or incorporate her travels? So Betty's moving to Australia. Uh-huh. Do, yeah. Does she have plans to talk you know, about that? I don't know, but I hope so. Yeah. And I think I heard, she may have been joking, but I hope she's not joking that she and Tom, her husband sure. are going to like co blog or something like yeah, that. That I could mean, be trouble. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. I mean, she does a great series called Tom's Thursday Thoughts, yeah. <laughs> which I just love. Um, but she's she's wonderful. So I hope I hope that she does. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so tell us a, a little bit about your background, uh, because it's a super, super interesting uh, background where you're from. Yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely. So I'm from Texas. I grew up in Texas. Um, and I grew up in a little town called Garland outside of Dallas, which um, if you've ever seen the show King of the Hill, that's mm-hmm. where it's set. Um, or let's see, Friday Night Lights, that's like the culture I grew up in. So a lot of football culture, very conservative, um, not a lot of um, mixed race, which I am. So I'm half Vietnamese. Um, and on my dad's side, that's, they're German, although American, so German by degrees. But in any case, I was in my high school, which was pretty big, I would say, uh, compared to other high schools. There were 300 kids four grade levels, nine through 12. And I think I may have been the only mixed person. Oh, um, there were certainly like Asians and, um, there was like, you know, different ethnicities, but I think, um, yeah, that, that was just, you know, I think yeah. I was very lucky because I was like super nerdy, super active. So it was cool. And, um, I had a lot of friends fine, but I was always kind of knew I wanted to leave. <laughs> so something wasn't <laughs> so quite funny. right. Um, you had that always in your mind, like I will not be here. Yeah. When yeah, absolutely. And I don't even know why. And for some reason, well, when I was young, I, I visited New York with my parents. I think I was 11 for like five days. Yeah. And I just decided I was going to move to New York. Oh, wow. And when I was 18 or when I was 17 applying to schools, I applied to NYU and UT Austin. And that was it. And I got into UT Austin right away. And I didn't get into NYU um, right away anyway. And then kind of at the last minute or towards the end of when I had to decide, I, I got a letter from them and that said that I got in and I, you know, got a scholarship and stuff. And, and I just remember like my life, thinking my life is going to change forever. I moved to New York in 2001. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and that, that was it. And I pretty much stayed, uh, you know, now we're 2018, almost 19. Uh, I did move away for about a year and a half. I lived in Southeast Asia um, in like 2011, 2010. For a year and a half? For uh, for 10 months. Okay. And then uh, when I came back to the States, I lived in California, okay. in San Diego, um, for a few months before returning to New York. Yeah, so, because yeah. for me, you're such a New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, you have that. Oh my God. And you know what? When I first moved here, I had a thick Texas accent. And I remember <laughs> yeah. I dropped it so quickly because people made fun of me and they knew right away. And I still say things like y'all. Oh, uh, totally. But yeah, I mean, it comes out sometimes. Back, <laughs> back in the day, man, it was super thick. And now if I go home to Texas to visit um, my mom, who's there, it, it can come out in certain, <laughs> like when I'm at Walmart or something, yeah. like it'll just, uh, even just now I kind of had it. But, um, and, it, and when I get like really angry or upset... <laughs> Yes. I don't know That's why. when I hear it's it like come out. De- it's like the default. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I kind of dropped it in. I feel very New York. And I said to my 
found me recently. I was like, wow, guys, I've lived in New York almost as long as I lived in Texas because, yeah, I moved here when I was 18 and I'm turning 36 <laughs> in January. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's okay. I mean, look, I am from Long Island yeah. and uh, working in Manhattan, um, people are like, oh, wow, your accent really comes through. So <laughs> oh I might God. as well live in yeah. Texas. Yeah. You know? Well, and you kind of have... But and I really like it. You have a Long Island like <laughs> accent. It's not like I wouldn't be like, oh, you're from Long Island, but you had and then this sort of like demeanor that's also I don't know if it's like Italian and Long Island <laughs> combined. Probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I that, like it. That's definitely a product of my environment for sure. Um, yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love it. So let's talk uh, future. Um, so you may may or may not pick up the blog. We're hoping that you do. Yeah. Want to check in on that. Right. Um, but w- tell us a little bit about what you'll be doing in Barcelona when you move there. Um, new projects or, um, you know, certain yeah. things that you're excited about? Yeah. So, um, I mean, with the, with the company, with Critio, of course, I'll be working on, like, more Europe-focused content. So mm-hmm. the same stuff we do, I do here, but with a more of a EMEA um, angle and focus to it. And then separately, I think... Uh, on a personal level, I'll continue to work on my projects, which right now is like um, a story about my family and a couple of other things in the works um, and hopefully push those along. Absolutely. I'm yeah. looking forward to working on that with you. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, real quick, I just had a quick thought. Do you? Yeah. Uh, is there anything on the side that you do? Um, uh, like, did you ever find yourself journaling or anything like that when you were younger or even mm-hmm. now? Do you do anything like that? Um, I do. I'm not as consistent with it mm-hmm. as some people are, um, but it's funny. I think that I do read quite a lot, yeah. um, and a variety of things, fiction and nonfiction. And um, I think as a writer, reading is like paramount. Absolutely. And um, and writing, even journaling, is also super helpful. Right. Um, I also tend to think that other creative endeavors, like, um, I really like dance Mm -hmm. and I always have like, since I was a little kid and, um, and I do it kind of like recreationally and whatever, but those types of things that are removed from like super intellectual things that are more physical, um, are are actually in a weird way, super helpful. Yeah. 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 I mean, well that, that's the whole reason for these conversations also to sort of take little tips here and there from, you know, different creatives, uh, people, that you would never think like um, you can relate to a process in any way, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that that I completely get that. You know, yeah. And dance is an interesting one. I actually never thought of. Yeah, dance is interesting. I mean, if you take it, for example, like in a class, like a like I take salsa sometimes mm-hmm. um, here in the city, and you just end up meeting people like totally different from you. I mean, I don't know about you, but like for me, I mostly spend time with like people I work with, and then my group of friends that I already know. So like there's something to, whether it's a dance class or any kind of classes, just kind of you almost like build more um, empathy or something, the ability to kind of like listen and react and all that stuff. And I don't know, for me, dance is cool. um, Yeah, it's good. Uh, Okay. So we'll do like a quick lightning round. Um, All right. Quick answer. Love it. Um, A book that, you think people should read? Um, I really liked A Little Life. Okay. And the author's name, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, it's Japanese. Okay. Um, it's sort of sad and dark, 
but I think it's about friendship and about love and many different kinds of love. It takes place in New York. It's kind of a coming of age story. And yeah, I, I think it's beautiful and, um, really, uh, really special. Awesome. Um, and then we'll just, we'll end with this. Um, what, what is one piece of advice that you would give somebody who maybe wants to start a blog or start a writing career? I would say if you want to start a writing career, start writing every single day for as long as you can. I would say, to be fair, like an hour, like if you can, and you can like break it up. But part of the thing with writing, maybe with other creative endeavors too, but definitely with writing is just sitting down and doing the thing um, because it's hard and yes. it's not like you have the like, inspiration and then you just write brilliant stuff, you know, like yeah. nine times out of 10 of the things that I work on, it's like garbage. So, sure, sure. so um, yeah. And I think in the doing of it, you just naturally, you know, get better. Hard work, put in the work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for sitting with me. This oh, my was pleasure. A lot of yeah, fun. I hope, <laughs> I hope there were some good things in there. We'll absolutely. See. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll see that. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, it's we'll fun. fix it in post. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but it was a long time coming, so it was good to finally. Yeah, yeah. No, this is great. And I'm super excited for you. And Thanks. Um, can't wait to listen to the other guests. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah this is great. Awesome. Yeah. You got to listen to the Betty episode. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I will be there. <laughs> Cool. All right. So uh, I think that's it. We'll sign off on that note. All right. Cool. Have a good hey, thanks for listening to the first ever episode of Stay Creating. I had so much fun kicking this thing off. I hope you were able to learn something here and it would mean the world if you could leave a review. Reviews really help. And so go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Let me know what you liked about the show, didn't like, want to hear more of. Uh, And also, if you're not already subscribed, make sure you go subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, really anywhere you get your podcasts. We've got plenty more in store, so stay tuned. Thanks. Thanks.